you know what, I, I, I need to ask you for consent, uh, Stefan. I hereby consent for you to use me uh, on internet. <laughs> for this podcast, you mean, right? For this podcast, yes, definitely. Yes. Not, not for random surfing. No, exactly. Shady corners of internet. All right, let's do it. Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Rubin from the FJ, and Happy New Year! Happy New Year to everyone and welcome to a, another episode of our Grafistania podcast. Uh, so happy to be here again after this crazy year that was 2020. And we are going to continue with the good thing that we started uh, in, in, uh, in last year, which is I'm, I have my dear friend and colleague Stefan with me on this uh, recording. Hi Stefan! Hello, Rick, and hello, every single one of you out there in this completely new year, which is going to be, of course, completely different and not anything like the year before. Uh, let's see how that turns out. We all know what's going to happen or what is already happening, but it can just be as good as we make it. So uh, this is what I like doing this thing with you, because it's it's really fun uh, and inspiring. And I hope uh, people feel the same. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, thanks for being there. And uh, you know, as uh, as usual, we have a lot to talk about, and we'll probably uh, need to take a, keep an eye on the clock here a little bit. But um, yeah, we we there's been so many great things again, you know, in the in the in the graph community that have been popping up. Uh, so many great examples that uh, keep coming out in the this week in the FJ newsletter, but also you know everywhere on the community website, you know. It's 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 kind of kind of amazing. Um, I've got a couple of a couple of ideas to talk about. Uh, you yeah. know, wh wh why don't we run through those? Is that okay for you? Yeah, that would be lovely. And again, what better way to get your kind of lazy Christmas holiday brain to start than to dive straight in? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any one of the ones you were thinking of uh, that stand out? Well, you know, I, 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 when I was going through the um, This Week in EFJ uh, newsletters, which is what I typically do in preparing for this podcast, to just kind of see what, 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 what was happening, right? What struck me is that there's like a number of... Um, of, of, of super, super interesting discussions and cases that are, are, are all about uh, knowledge creation, you know, how graphs can help you with not just, you know, knowledge management, so to speak, and structuring knowledge, but really kind of like creating new knowledge, you know, like, I mean, people talk about uh, machine learning and AI these days all the time, but it's amazing how things like this, um, uh, you know, the brain, there was an article about uh, uh, the brain, which is one of those uh, knowledge management tools that use graphs or, um, you know, some of the articles on, uh, you know, that Jesus uh, wrote around multilingual taxonomies or, you know, the ArcSiv uh, uh, connections. I mean, all of these, these, these use cases, they're all about, you know, leveraging existing data uh, structuring it as a graph and then using that to create new knowledge, which is fascinating in my book. What do you think yeah. about that? Or maybe it's even like uh, uh, 
uh, it comes for me from this fascination of, uh, as you said, like everybody running towards the latest technology. But what they do tend to forget is that there's a lot of berries just underneath their feet, right? But they can't see it. So all of that knowledge is there. However, they cannot see it because it's not connected, right? And I think that's the the beauty of the graph and the way you can uh, work with it to allow you to see the things that you already had answers to or the things that you didn't even know that you wanted to know, as I always say. And I think that is uh, also coming back to a little bit on the way I think about strategy and behavior prediction. I, I very often do this kind of um, uh, the way of thinking from an anthropologist kind of view, right? Very like you can't isolate like technology in one sense, but you need to study the full culture, meaning like uh, values, beliefs, artifacts, tools, behaviors, and everything at once. And I think that's when you get the fuller picture. And I think if there's anything that we have learned uh, in the past year, uh, it's that a lot of questions do not have a yes or no answer. It's not black or white. Very often, it's a nuanced answer. And I think that is the great part with graphs. It allows us to kind of reason about things in a more networky kind of way. So it's almost like it's enabled also not uncovering only the, the knowledge within your data, but it's helping you actually to create a more sustainable mental model in the way you think, right? Uh, so I think that is a lot of the cool things because if you can't see it, I mean, then you can't really think it in, in that sense, right? Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the examples that that, uh, that was uh, featured in, 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 the, in the newsletters was all about these links between academic papers, right? I mean, if there's one place where there's a lot of knowledge being created and managed, it's yeah. obviously in academia, right? So, uh, and now people are starting to look at these things like, you know, structuring um, academic papers and the links, you know, the cross-references, the citations that people make between different uh, academic papers. Papers and, and creating big networks around that, right? Yeah. And it made me think, I mean, Stefan, I think, I think I've shared it with you uh, uh, in one of our private conversations as well, but there was this wonderful article that I thought, I thought was was out there uh, by a, a lady called Anne-Laure uh, I think her, her name is. Uh, she, she created this, um, this article around thinking in maps, you know, how oh. actually uh, structuring knowledge, structuring ideas, structuring data as maps, and maps is just a you know a, a type of graph. I would I would argue um, is is actually this age-old metaphor, you know, dating from, you know, like the, the Lascaux caves, you know, back to the Egyptians, back to the Greek uh, cultures, you know, all the, this, you know, age-old technique of structuring data in maps, in graphs, uh, to make sense of them, you know, to make sense yeah. of the of 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 of, of information of knowledge, and uh, you know, some fascinating stuff there, and and obviously. But me as a as an orienteering geek, uh, I, yeah. I also like I also like my maps. Yeah, you Yes, exactly. You know, I'm like, well, map, map, map. Where's the map? You know, uh, yeah. but uh, it was a, a fantastic article. I thought. Uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. 
No, I, I think it's like so interesting, and also like uh, during this last uh, uh, since uh, COVID around, uh, there was a lot of labs, uh, uh, innovation labs. What I do work uh, with here at Neo, that we also connected all of this kind of medical data, right? Because most of the time, this is also open data sources, but they are very siloed and. That's the problem, I think, with academia. They kind of drill this kind of deep hole with specialized knowledge, and they kind of forget that uh, a lot of the value is also when you connect them. So, I think it's super interesting again to to, as you said, it, because if you can't see it, you can't do anything with it, right? And then you start to forget about it. So, I think it's super cool to see it. Uh, yeah. By the way, I wanted to mention that you know, in in almost all of the example that uh, examples that I that I looked at in for in, in the news that and you know, the past couple of months, we see uh, I found that you know there's a lot of graph data science actually being applied, right? I mean, yes. you, you know, you you know that it's a it's kind of a new thing to the graph community, you know, to really. Uh, have a have a have a have an enterprise grade tool for applying data science concepts to graphs, uh, but I I think you know almost every single one of these knowledge creation examples that we just talked about has a has a data science component to it. It's it's amazing how how that's been boosted in the past couple of uh, months. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like from a transformational kind of standpoint, what what we see here, as you, as you say, there is literally in every single one, right? Uh, because all of a sudden, uh, this is now because of the release of the GDS library and and what we do. Like, there's a possibility for for pretty much anyone to just uh, fire away and start going with this and. One of the things which I think is so interesting, there's a couple of really good articles from Christoph there, um, like uh, one where he kind of compare uh, Neo4j's with uh, Network X uh, and do a, in his in his own word, a drag race of sorts, uh, which I think is also interesting to see. Like a lot of these things you could do in smaller scale before, but you couldn't do it in the same kind of system where you have your transactional thing. And this is a lot of what what I see because. If you can put all this power in one system and that system allows you to work faster, that is the game changer. Because if you can, uh, I think the other article, uh, there's a good example of uh, calculating centrality at scale where, yeah. where the example was something about 20 million or something and it should take like approximately five years to calculate. Like you can do it in theory, but let me know any business that's going to wait five years for the result of that. That's literally not happening. But when you can start to get these examples in real time, then you're allowed to try out things. And I think this is uh, just the beginning of seeing this whole wave of new uh, companies behaving uh, instead of just like uh, the team at uh, Google or some of some of those big giants. Right now it's democratized. Yeah, yeah. So it's for everyone. So. Yeah, it's literally that that that's the right word, right? It's democratization. It's a, uh, you know, we, you know, you used to require, you know, a supercomputer to do this stuff, right? It's a, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but Cray supercomputers, they used yeah. to have, they used to have a, a spin-off company called Yark, and Yark ah. was was uh, all they did was they sold custom uh, Cray computers that did drum roll graph processing right that's what they did 
and yeah. and 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 now you run that on your laptop. You know, it's like <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's nice. it's it, it the, the democratization of this stuff is just is just so impressive. And I thought it was super interesting to see that article about you know comparing it to Network X because I actually like Network X. I think it's a, yeah, a really really cool amazing. tool. But if you just you know you just look at Christoph's test, you can kind of see you know to do something really simple, it takes like minutes. Uh, yeah. in, in Network X, and it takes seconds on the FUJ. And then you're like, hmm, that's not, that's not, a, that's not a trivial thing. You know, that, that has an yeah. impact on, on the rate of innovation, the rate of, exactly. uh, you know, uh, how easy it is for people to adopt it, yes or no. You know, that's not a trivial thing. You know, to be able to do things at that speed, it's just yeah. kind of meaningful. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy about that, you know. Yeah, uh, no, but so I 100% agree to that. And I think this idea, uh, you can look upon this from a time perspective. This is how much I would save. And then like uh, one second compared to 10 minutes, it's not that much. I can go and take a coffee. But I think from like an innovation and a very cognitive kind of human capacity, what happens when you are allowed to just try and explore is that you're going to try like a hundred new things during the rest of those seconds uh, in that 10 minute span, right? Which will allow you to more of, again, uh, the word that we said before, things that you didn't know that you wanted to know that you already, in one sense, had the data, but you couldn't see, right? So I think, uh, again, that's uh, so amazing to see this happening. And it's like, uh, I've just downloaded and, and tried out with uh, working with embeddings and stuff during uh, the holidays. Um, and it's mind blowing. I really encourage every single one of you out there to just just do it and go ahead. Yeah, and there were some other. I mean, I think there's there's some other examples, not just you know in in processing speed, but also in like how quickly can you can you get something done? You know, like can you get like to an end result? I mean, if I look at yeah. uh, the work that Adam did with uh, this new graph oh app God. called Charts, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. You know, because I mean, you used to have to develop like this entire front end app to 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 kind of expose this to your colleagues, right? To to, to show it yeah. to someone. And now it's just like click, 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 and update your <laughs> your up and rolling, and you can show it to people. It's uh, they, not just the speed of processing, but also the speed of development. You know, things like Grand Stack, the BI connector. You know, some really cool articles that we saw in the past couple of months that uh, that showed that um, really really quite impressive uh, I must yeah say. no but I really second that and I think again this is where we see again on a level of transformation within companies right because there's one part to validate your use case uh, from a data and technology standpoint and then of course you need to validate the business part but one thing and I work with Adam in a lot of these labs that we do right and this was an idea that we have been talking about for ages. And I'm so happy to see this coming alive because the one times that we tried putting people that literally coming into the room saying, I hate data because it never works, give them the graph, uh, the power of the graph in, uh, in a simple interface like this. And all of a sudden these people stand up and screaming, I love data, I love graphs. So this is like the graph epiphany moment that times like I don't know a hundred or something so yeah. super happy to see it and I think it's again it's just amazing to see how much goes so fast so super cool all right well I, I think we're going to wrap up just maybe one more question what was your favorite 
title of <laughs> the articles that you read. I know I have one. I have one in mind. <laughs> <laughs> what can that be? Let's know. I, I, I think it's the Pulumi platypus and the very grand stack. <laughs> yeah, well, it was but, a good, it's hard to beat that one. It's yeah. really hard to beat that one. It's a super, super <laughs> Pulumi platypus. Uh, yeah. uh, in the very grand, grand stack, yeah, really cool. It's, it's an cool amazing article. one. The one I was thinking, actually, uh, I don't know why. Uh, maybe this is again me being nerdy again. But the only one yeah. when you said uh, any good title, the only one I was thinking was this uh, uh, network analysis of the Marvel universe. Uh, oh, but I yeah, guess that course. has nothing yeah. to do with titles. It has no, a lot no, of no. Uh, yeah. me and my uh, childish behavior <laughs> that will never leave my body. Uh, yeah. We love you for it. We love you for it. So, hey, uh, Stefan, thank you for taking the time to uh, to to talk us through these uh, the, the, these different posts. Um, we're obviously going to include them in the transcription of the podcast. It's been great talking to you again, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a great new series. Right, we're we're going to keep this yes. up and uh, and keep on making these little. Um, uh, podcast recordings together. It's been so much fun. Yes, super great. Uh, happy to speak to you again and uh, waiting for the next one already. Me too. Thank you, Stefan. Have a great day. Great day. Bye. Bye.